Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. I know tax is not seen as the most exciting subject. Many find it scary or simply switch off. We feel we do not understand, so my aim is to empower you in tax, not to send you to sleep. The first season is called Back to Basics, and I will take you through the essentials using real-life examples. All I ask from you is 15 minutes of your time each week. Hello and welcome to Tax Able. Today's episode is called Consciously Uncoupling, and that's because we're going to discuss the tax implications of separation and divorce. The taxes we'll cover today are capital gains tax, stamp duty land tax, inheritance tax, and income tax. The one thing you need to remember with separations and divorce is that timing will be key. When a marriage or civil partnership breaks down, it's not likely that tax will be at the top of your agenda. However, the tax impact should not be underestimated. I will refer throughout this episode to spouses, but all of the issues and topics touched on will apply equally to civil partners. When a couple separates, it's likely that the matrimonial assets need to be divided between the two parties. And depending at what point you are at at the divorce proceedings, when the assets are transferred or disposed of, the division of these assets will give rise to various tax liabilities. So the first one we're going to look at is capital gains tax. Transfers of assets between spouses do not normally give rise to capital gains tax by a rule called no gain, no loss. This means when the transfer is made to your spouse, no gain is made on the sale or no loss is made on the sale. However, this rule only applies to spouses that are living together at some point during the tax year. At any other time, the transfer is deemed to be made at market value. You're treated as living together unless you're separated under a court order, by deed of separation, or where the separation is likely to be permanent. This last classification is key. In any of these instances, the no gain, no loss rule ceases to apply at the end of the tax year of separation, rather than continuing on until you're actually divorced. This is why timing is key, and I'll demonstrate this through an example. If a couple permanently separate at the beginning of a tax year, and remember the beginning is the 6th of April, then they're able to transfer assets without triggering capital gains tax up until the end of the tax year, which is the following April. However, if a couple permanently separate at the end of the tax year, which remember is the 5th of April, then there'll be little to no time to transfer any assets without triggering capital gains tax. This is why obtaining timely advice will be essential. But what do you do with the family home? Well, an immediate sale may not be possible or practical, but you will need to consider the potential tax consequences when the asset is later sold or transferred particularly if a transferring spouse has already left the home. In general, gains arising on the disposal of an individual's residence will be exempt from capital gains tax due to a relief called private residence relief, or you may have heard it called PPR. The same applies for a divorcing couple, where that property has been their main residence throughout the whole period of their ownership. 
However, it gets a bit tricky if one spouse moves out of the matrimonial home and they need to buy or rent a new property. This new property will then become their main residence. In this instance, relief will still be available for the days they occupied their previous home as a main residence. They also get nine months after they've moved out. If the divorce or sale is dragging on, and by that I mean longer than nine months, it could trigger a capital gains tax charge for the spouse who left the home. In certain cases, it may be possible to extend this nine month period, but conditions must be met and it's best you discuss this with your advisor. We've covered capital gains tax, but what about the other tax which is triggered on the transfer of a property? And that's stamp duty land tax. Usually the transfer of properties between divorcing couples will be exempt from stamp duty land tax. And this is because there is a special exemption provided the transfer has been ordered by a court or is made in conjunction with any agreement between the parties in contemplation or connection with their divorce. This is the case whether the transfer is made before or after the divorce and regardless of whether any money has changed hands. If there's no such agreement in place, then stamp duty land tax is chargeable and the amount of tax is due on the consideration given and this includes any cash that's changed hands or any amount of debt that's been assumed. If one party has left the marital home, then it's likely that they're looking to buy a new property. When they are purchasing this new property, their interest in the marital home can then trigger the 3% surcharge. The reason the 3% surcharge is triggered is because it's chargeable on second homes. In order to prevent this surcharge from being triggered, you need a disposal of a previous main residence within a certain window. Obviously, if the marital home has not yet been transferred or disposed of, then the 3% surcharge will apply as you've not made your disposal. But when the disposal is made, you can then seek to reclaim the 3% from HMRC. It just may affect your cash flow. The next tax we're going to look at is inheritance tax. Transfers between spouses are exempt from inheritance tax, and this continues throughout the period of separation up until the decree absolute. And this is in contrast to the capital gains tax position we discussed earlier. If one of the spouses is not UK domiciled, then you will need specialist advice as it does get a bit complicated. The last tax we're going to look at is income tax. Married couples are taxed independently of each other, so divorce should not have any particular impact on an individual's income tax position. However, consideration is required if you have any income generating assets and that means things like shares or rental properties, as these will need to be transferred as part of the divorce settlement. Where you have these types of assets, this could affect your income tax status for the transferee, as it may potentially move you into a higher tax band. If any jointly owned assets continue to be owned jointly following the date of permanent separation, the income tax liabilities will then need to be calculated in reference to the exact percentage of ownership. As when you are married, you are automatically given an equal share in a property as that is the default position. Any household income charges could affect your eligibility for tax credits or child benefit. Maintenance payments generally fall outside the UK tax system and this means that they are not taxable on the recipient and at the same time they are not tax relievable for the payer so they do not form part of your income tax return. We've now got to the end of the episode and what should you take away from today? Well, if you are thinking of separating, timing will be key. 
If you can avoid doing this really close to the end of the tax year, please do as it will work in your benefit. And you need to get timely advice to avoid triggering unnecessary tax liabilities. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you click subscribe to listen to episodes as they are released. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. This podcast has been produced by Redwood Studios and sponsored by Hillier Hopkins LLP. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.